0: all right we're back for another episode and uh, as usual i'm going to to start off a little bit of history um first i have here is that uh in this on this day in 1990 the tv movie return to green acres aired and uh i put that on there because just like how uh big the show was and just you know um I'd, i'd never really watched it except for like reruns every once in a while and it's funny but um yeah yeah, I think it was, I just put that because of how big of a hit that show was in the, uh, when did that show come out? That had to be like the 70s, 80s? Maybe even earlier.
1: It might have been the late 60s. I just know it was on Nick at yeah. Night. Yeah. Yes. I had no idea yes. they did a, a TV movie though later on.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's when I uh, I saw it. You know, at Nick at Night. So, um, Next, in 1995 on this date, Braveheart, the film with Mel Gibson premiered. uh uh, in seattle at a film festival in seattle and uh i was never really a fan of mel gibson but i can remember oh god seeing this movie and for some reason i like every time it came on like back on the day like hbo or whatever i would always watch it movie absolutely terrified me but i always watched it
1: (laughs) yeah it was a big deal
0: Yeah, it was. It's huge. Because then, wasn't Mel Gibson in The Patriot as well? Yeah. Yeah, so he was big in those uh, action movies. Um, And then, in news that seems hard to imagine because of uh, how long it's been, but on this day in 2001, Shrek premiered. The first Shrek. Um, The... The um, the animated film was one of the, one of the first. It was computer computer animated, and uh, it was just it, it it came out and then it just took over and it had a couple of sequels up ap- afterwards. And um, at the time, the people who were in it were pretty big. You had Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, and Cameron Diaz as the main voices behind some of the characters. So,
1: yeah, Shrek is its own um, sort of. On, on its own level of animated film was definitely right. one of the biggest after toy story that one just sort of changed the game once again
0: All right and it was you know I, we were both super young when it came out but i can remember um it was one of the first movies that i think you were able to rent um on dvd and when it came out i can remember being in the basement and they had like an extra feature where they, uh, what is it? It was dance to the music or whatever that song is. And you could play it and watch the little video with all the characters. And my sister and I used to play it over and over and over again. And that's one of, the, one of the memories I have about Strep, so yeah.
1: <laughs> Brandon likes film. Lauren prefers TV. Together, they chronicle life in a peak entertainment era. Welcome to It's a Streamable Life. If you're hearing this, then we thank you for pressing play on another edition of It's a Streamable Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren. Today's feature presentation will highlight the HBO series The Nevers, Part One finale. Um, this explains why the, I guess, this portion was so short because it's only part one of the first season. Um, we will dissect the narrative's pivot and just give our overall thoughts of the first half of this new series. Yes. Uh, but let's first get into some of this week's headlines. And first up, just uh, new breaking news today, um, RIP to actor Charles Grodin, um, who sort of, I, I totally forgot about this actor until this happened um he, he passed the day at 86 but he was well known for me uh because of the beethoven movies back in yeah. the early 90s he sort of played to a tee this sort of not so lucky father right right and <laughs> everything um but he also was in the heartbreak kid uh clifford with martin short he always sort of played the same type of uh Pessimist, pessimist, if you would say in the in the comedy round, but he uh, was sort of iconic
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember from the Beethoven movies as well.
1: Yeah, it's such a a rare '90s jam. You definitely forget about those movies. Um, yeah, for sure. They made several <laughs> several sequels of that. Yeah. Righty, our first uh, big headline after rumors on um, about this on Sunday, it is official, was officially made, announced Monday that um, Warner Media and Discovery are merging their entertainment uh, assets. So Warner Media is owned by at and And under this new regime, uh, the CEO of Discovery will lead this new venture, which is worth up to $40 billion. Mm. So um, the streaming wars are seeing alliances every which way yeah uh, next up in some film news attack the block two is a go uh director joe Cornish will return and so will star john boyega um
0: okay.
1: this was a 2011 film that sort of jump-started boyega's career overseas in the uk great film if you haven't seen it uh, yeah. uh sci-fi comedy um which really examines you know race and class so Definitely mm. check it out. And finally, uh, talking about mergers, Amazon is rumored to purchase MGM for $10 billion. Wow. Yeah. So if, if this acquisition goes through, Amazon will be the home for films such as the James Bond franchise. Um, it, It's just ridiculous, the films that are under that tutelage and, and yeah. that they can add to their library just throwing
0: out big money that's huge
1: yeah and i mean 10 million dollars is a lot but then it's not when well, you consider this at and merger yeah that's right huge. next to it uh so some of the film titles include james bond the hobbit the rocky and creed series robocop pink panther the science of the lambs uh the magnificent seven down to fargo and the heat of the night Teen Wolf, American Gladiators, and that's just television. Wow. So, yeah, it's um, it's getting a little crazy out here.
0: Hmm. That's a lot.
1: (laughs) Now, only Amazon would change their interface.
0: Oh, my God. Every time. Every (laughs) time. It didn't make any sense, especially, like, they have the money and the capability of doing it. They just haven't. Yeah, exactly. It's nuts. All right. Uh, well, first thing here for me is that Don Lemon is going to have the name of his show changed. Right now it is CNN Tonight with Don Lemon and it's now becoming Don Lemon Tonight. And that may not seem much, but I think it kind of um, reflects that just how big he is to the network and how big of a personality he is in general. Um, mm-hmm. uh, anything happens in uh, in news, Don Lemon's gonna say something about it. He's always there. He's one of the voices people look to and um, wait to hear from. So, uh, and he, he, I think he gained more notoriety during President Trump's uh four years and people paid more attention to him so this is kind of like a okay like here you go don thanks for the work and there's kind of been a shake-up at cnn some people have yeah left,
1: yeah some people were kind of pushed out other yeah. range yeah
0: so it's kind of interesting so uh, i think he'll be i think he's going to be like a lester holt type thing where he's all he'll be around for a long time so we'll be seeing him for for a while uh secondly and i just thought this was interesting john travolta and bruce willis are gearing up to star together in a movie for the first time in nearly 30 years and this movie is paradise city it's kind of like an action film and i'm not really sure too much what's going on but uh it's uh, they were they were in the 90s they were in like films back to back together and then like i just said uh since 1994 pulp fiction there's been uh you know, nearly thirty years that they've not been one together. So I don't know. I thought that's pretty interesting.
1: Okay.
0: Both big names of the '90s, the early '90s, and
1: yeah, definitely
0: huge. And then lastly, um, Kobe Bryant was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, and there was a uh, kind of a emotional ceremony where they spoke about him and his life, his career, everything he did, how many people expired, and um, and you know his untimely passing early last year so yeah. Uh, yeah it's still hard to believe you know you figure Kobe I, I don't know I just figure he's going to be one of those people who's always on the sidelines of, like the games like they show uh, what's his name oh my god Bill Russell yes yes I figured that was going to be him but yeah um, yeah so it's crazy yeah that's wild <laughs> <clears throat>
1: All right we'll get into some trailers here uh first up i saw the trailer for this uh gi joe origin film about snake eyes um -hmm. i'm a little too young for gi joe like growing up i was sort of phasing out so i'm not too familiar with the lore um i know henry golding is starring as the titular character the trailer was nice it didn't really get me hyped just because i'm not familiar with with um those characters so we'll, we'll i'll wait for another trailer before i decide if it's something
0: i want to see yeah i i know nothing about gi joe like nothing so <laughs> yeah it's pretty much
1: just i know cobra's a bad guy and like there's military folks but that's right that's all i know
0: okay All right, Uh, the trailer I saw was for a, this is also, this is on Netflix and it is a documentary called Nail Bomber Manhunt. And this was something I had had never heard of, uh, but it examines um, bombings in the city of London that were targeted bombings. They target black communities, the Bangladeshi community and gay communities. And uh, it was over a span of, I wanna say 13 days
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, and Nail Bomber is called that because the explosives were full of nails and trying to do the most damage that they could, but um, yeah, the, I saw the trailer. I thought this was something, I th- I think I thought it was the, um, like, I think, I can't remember what country it was that had an explosion on their subway station. I wanna say, I don't know. I don't wanna give out any wrong information, but yeah, once I looked into it, I said, wow, I'd never heard of this, but um, it, it's a pretty big thing. And I think that comes up sometime in May. I forgot to get the date on that one, but I'll definitely be checking that out.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I think just passing over, I remember seeing it maybe listed. I just automatically thought Unibomber because
0: right, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But
1: right. yeah, I've definitely never heard of that. Our next segment will be streams of the week. These are shows and films that we are watching in between our main shows. Uh, Why don't you go first?
0: Okay. Um, So I, a couple of weeks ago, this, I think it's a, I think you can call it a documentary. Anyways, on Netflix, there was this movie slash documentary slash show called, Why Did You Kill Me? And it was examining a crime of, uh, that happened where a family's, their daughter was killed and um, kind of examining all that goes up. Um, but what we learn is that their daughter was killed by a gang uh, called like, they're call like 5150 or something I can't remember. But um, what happens then is that the family creates a fake MySpace page to kind of talk to these gang members where they flirt and try to get it on their side. and um, they use they use the face, of like some it's hard to explain they they essentially catfish these gang members into kind of like falling in love and everything and um um and try to get back at them get revenge and see what happens and it's interesting but and in, in the catfishing thing works that's the crazy thing but there seems to be like a lot um, kind of missing, like it, it's really short. And so it's just over maybe eighty minutes, but yeah. it was, yeah. There, there's a lot going on. It, it, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's worth the watch just because it's short. It's kind of, like, like what? Hold on a second, and but I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. So, um, and then secondly, I'm gonna keep this very short. I watched the woman in the window. It was bad. It's just as bad as everybody's been saying. Like, maybe if I read the book, it would hit more. But it was, it was, was it's anticlimactic. Like, there's just not enough going on. on. So, um, I don't know. There's there's, she doesn't leave her house for like ten months or something, and then she witnesses a murder, and then it's just there's just. There's nothing to hold you. I don't I don't know. I don't really want to talk about it because I I got done with it. I was just like, wait a second, like what what is what's with Amy Adam taking these wild roles? But yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think part of it was like that film got like COVID really like pushed that film to limbo over and over again. So
0: yeah, yeah. it just it wasn't it. Um I, I don't know. Uh, and as soon as I watched it, I went to see other reviews and I felt so happy that the rest of them were like, yeah, no, this was <laughs> it, it had a decent cast. I mean, it had Amy Adams. It had um, Julianne Moore's in it for a little bit. Gary Oldman, Anthony Mackey. you know, it, it's got decent people and it just I think it just shows that no matter who you have saying the lines and acting, that the writing has to be good.
1: Right, right
0: because the story is there but i think it's the writing that killed it so gotcha gotcha all
1: right on my side i finished the upshaws on netflix there's only uh 10 episodes uh this is mike epp's new sitcom uh hilarious heartfelt really funny uh the cast like all the cast is really great um especially wanda sykes And Paige Kennedy, who started on Vine. Um, Yeah, he plays a great character. And Gabrielle Dennis, like we've, many people remember her as Janae from The Game. yeah. Um, So we never really looked at her as like a comedian, but I think that's where she like started because she's on a Black Lady sketch show. She's in this and she's hilarious. So kudos to Mike and Wanda for for this series. Um, then I started Star's new series from Yvette, Yvette Lee uh, Bowser called Run the World, about four female friends living in Harlem, working, relationships, whatnot. Uh, first episode was pretty good. Um, I really, really like Brisha Webb. Um, she's been in a ton of stuff. yeah. Um, and I think this role sort of shows her range. Like she's, of course, she's hilarious, but um, she's one of the most solid Solid characters on on the series so far, so I think it's just a half hour sitcom that you can get into. Okay, and it will give me a reason to use my stars app.
0: Right, right. So. <laughs> um, got the Paramount Plus app just to get the free trial. Actually, I wanted to watch the game, and that was the only way I could watch it. There is not a lot on there. Like it's good, but I'm definitely going to let the free trial run out. <laughs>
1: yeah i i got it initially because i wanted to watch like cbs shows next day since they're not on like hulu or anything like that yeah and i was watching it and then i lost track i wanted to watch star trek discovery too but yeah yeah something's just kind of off again interface needs some work um and like they have legacy series but then they only will have like two or three seasons or yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost a rip-off especially with all the Viacom stuff like the MTV yeah. ET stuff so I don't know
0: yeah and it sucks but so many obviously I watch soccer more than anything but so often you'll be looking for the game and they'll be like oh you can find them on Paramount Plus I'm like you gotta be kidding me. Like <laughs> so but and then another thing I should have added in the headlines and I'll get back to what I was doing um, I'm not sure did you see the story about the um Oh, God, hold on, let me find her name. Um, oh, God. Uh, her name is Lacey Mosley. This is about the iCarly reboot.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, that's nuts, man. Like, I don't know, I know who her character's name is, but I don't necessarily know her role in the show. But, um, okay, so look, just a little background. Uh, Lacey, Lacey Mosley is going to be in the new version of iCarly, the, the reboot and she's black and she is going to she's not necessarily replacing jeanette mccurdy's character sam but jeanette mccurdy doesn't act anymore and so they've got a new role in there but you know as soon as it was announced uh like middle last week she just got a slew of racist message and all sorts of names which you which you can imagine but um you know iCarly had to come out and say something and she put out a message it was it was nuts man like damn
1: yeah it's it's amazing how and, and this happens a lot like and too any, often anytime you add black or yeah. some represented uh person to a, a beloved series of whiteness yeah people's racism comes out and it's just yes uncalled for especially over iCarly like
0: really that one's bad and the one that sticks with me the most is that in London they did a play of like a a story that was part of the Harry Potter canon and one I think Hermione was played by a black woman and -hmm. people went nuts I'm like you know these these people really aren't doing magic right like you know Hermione's (laughs) not real like it's crazy it's absolutely insane
1: it it triggers them every time.
0: Yeah, every or, time. or like Ghostbusters, the all women film. That's a that was nuts.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate, but
0: yeah, I'm not been- surprised. Okay, um, so back on schedule, uh, are back to what I'm doing. Uh, the stream of the the oh my bad no concessions this week is a film called The Souvenir, and once again, it's been in my queue on Amazon for. I'm going to say upwards of five to six months. I'm surprised it hasn't disappeared, but I finally decided to watch it and just a little background on the film. it, uh, The story is about a young woman who's a film student and she's kind of coming into her own and uh, she's getting, you know, a little bit of attention and she's, she's, she's doing all this. Then she, she meets a guy named Anthony who doesn't have you know anything to offer her and so the story is kind of about how you have this woman coming into her own she's she's trying her best and she has this guy that's kind of like pulling her down she's got he's got a drug problem he constantly needs money from her and she has a hard time saying no um and then you know until she no longer does and then they kind of split he gets clean for a little bit comes back and the cycle starts over again and then he um he dies um, but it's a good movie. That's the real simplistic version of it. But, um, the main character, her name is Honor Swinton and she's Tilda Swinton's daughter. And when you look at it, her, what did I say? It. <laughs> when you look at her, <laughs> they resemble each other. But, um, yeah, so the film has, um, Honor Swinton, uh, Tilda Swinton and Tom Burke. And, uh, it was a festival film as well. It's by a 24. Who keeps putting oh, okay. out all these amazing films and, um, yeah, you can stream that on Amazon Prime.
1: All righty. Well, we'll take a short break right here and get into our N.O.T. and feature presentation. Welcome back uh, to It's a Streamable Life with Brandon and Lauren. We'll get into our N.O.T. where we'll be discussing Episode 5 of Mayor of Easttown and Episode 4 of Pose. So, Mayor of Easttown, Illusions. I had read, well, I didn't read, but I saw a headline of a story, um, an interview with Evan Peters and some shocking revelation. So I was gearing myself up for something and they definitely delivered. Um, Yes, absolutely. What were your thoughts on this episode?
0: I was... they do a good way of a good job of kind of um, faking you out because I think it's safe to say maybe the first, I want to say first 40 minutes of this episode were not slow, but wouldn't have, wouldn't have made me think what, what happened towards the end was going to happen. Like, right. Yeah. Like, so they kind of lulled you in, but um, it's good. We learned a lot. Um. It, uh, some characters, I think, finally got a. You could. I feel safe crossing off some of the characters from like the suspect list, mm-hmm. but then more coming up, and it's just like, what is going on?
1: Yeah, I have no idea where we're headed after after this. Um, right, because seemingly we we have our guy, but do we have Aaron's murderer? Because it it seems not his M.O. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah
1: uh clearly this um random gentleman's mo was you know kidnapping girls right for his pleasure not killing them so what we'll have to see the murder i suspect, is still out there
0: yeah and i i'm still i'm still in the camp of thinking that there's like there's a ring of some sort this isn't just that one guy was the person who was there at the time but he's not yeah he's not connected
1: i don't think no yeah yeah, so this episode illusions we have Mare, who um who is doing wonderfully in therapy. I was not ex- yeah. expecting her to be so honest and so open.
0: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. She uh she kind of loosened up. So that, yeah, she let the floodgates open, and yeah, yeah, and we we've
1: learned a lot um about you know her feelings around you know her son's death around his his mental illness, um and what type of fear she has um for her grandson and then the history of course as we know you know usually these things just don't up and happen they're usually family history so her father struggled with depression and took his own life when she was 15 and she struggled with depression herself and sort of just coped like many women do she just said she coped and went on right right um and then we um the relationship between her and zabel sort of hits a rough patch um i'm not sure why he thought our relationship was going to work
0: yeah it's kind of a weird a weird part of the show and it, it never it, it i don't know this show has had so many curveballs thrown in and that really seemed like an odd one to do i don't know
1: yeah and i could see maybe just you know their careers right and being right. recently dumped um he he could have seen something that wasn't there or something he wanted to see which his mom sort of yeah yeah like clearly but yeah so um that was interesting um i i love how they keep levity throughout the show we had the moment at the neighbor's funeral
0: um, <laughs> yes that's funny
1: which was hilarious i knew i knew it was gonna be comedy because that whole couple was the comedy relief
0: basically throughout um i I didn't realize she was the one that died though i don't know i didn't put it together i i the show was so damn dark i couldn't see her yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i couldn't see who was in the car at first um and kudos to officer Mm -hmm. who doesn't like his job right but like blood yeah um but yeah we got that revelation about an affair between Mary's mother and the neighbor long ago um and then when you had the tender moment between Helen and um Carrie yeah uh, well somewhat tender yeah drew's mother yeah. um and just you know she asked Helen why being so nice and she's like, well, if you're going to take him I want you to know what to do and we I, we want to be included right she's so. like it's purely selfish yeah and thank Uh, you for being honest don't right right don't be around the bush none of that all right so moving away from the family to some peripheral characters um dylan has not been truthful about his involvement right with aaron's death i believe so we get him jess and the random black guy yeah. um going through her journals to burn them and uh my sister actually hypothesized that he's trying to get rid of any evidence of the biological father so they can keep uh dj
0: that's yeah oh, that's interesting
1: which may be plausible i don't know because he, he takes yeah. the money for the surgery um they burn the books and they said they won't read them but just take something we don't know what she takes right um, but it just seemed seemed very suspicious.
0: Yeah, I guess my thing is the thing I can't come across is, except for him just being angry at her. You know, what would his motive be for murder? You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't. They're gonna,
0: they're gonna,
1: I think they just showed it to sort of him that he hasn't been completely honest. But I don't think he killed her. Right, right. But um, yeah, that was just. Just weird, and then his sort of totally uh discarding Brianna. Yeah. I I think he's just realizing like he's he has another responsibility, like he never liked Brianna anyway. It was just to get back at Aaron, so yeah, yeah. But something's definitely
0: up. Yeah, no, it's straight. Yeah, I'm glad you called the the black guy random because he did. He's just he's just yeah, he
1: don't got a name, he's just there for the fuck shit. It's like sir. So then we get to uh sort of the the climax of the episode um mayor and zabel interview um a past victim of an attack by the pier she says that he drove a blue van uh had partial license plate. she said you know he choked her when they met up um she was able to get away surprisingly and yeah. they te- go on this lead, they interview a few people, and finally come to um, a gentleman's house that has a, a bar attached. And um, he's playing loud music, exceedingly loud. They ask him to turn it down. And as they're doing that, um, they notice that he smokes Winston cigarettes, which the girl right. says she remembers distinctively. Um, and while he's turning music down, he grabs a gun because he's aware that they are they're mm-hmm. the police. Yeah um and mayor doesn't have hers so she has to rely on zabel um while they're interviewing him the pipes start to shake Yeah. They oh they're just you know rusty pipes heat, whatever excuse suddenly they may they, <laughs> they start to shake and rattle more than just heated pipes and it's clear that someone else is in the house you know the two girls katie and missy are banging against the pipes right and before Zabel can pull his gun to um, sort of, I guess, disarm or, I mean, because he can't say defend, but yeah. before he can, like, sort of apprehend the suspect, the German suits Zabel in the head and kills him instantly. So that's yeah. sort of the shock of the episode. Um, I was expecting to lose that character? No, neither was I. So um, it, it was a, a, a sudden shock. Maris quick on her feet runs through the house. It's almost remind me of like the unfinished house from Home Alone.
0: Just yeah, yeah.
1: Just boards and everything. Um, but she knows that he has cameras everywhere, so he's monitoring her on his camera app on his phone. Um, so that's how he keeps tracks of the girls. Um, but she eventually gets the upper hand. Um, I believe she hit
0: him with something. Yeah. She, I, it's something metal. It's like a tray or something. Yeah. She hits him over the head with it a couple of times. Yeah. A couple of times
1: she runs, she locates Zabel's gun by his body. She gets away from him enough time to grab the gun as he's chasing her. And she shoots him dead in the fence. Yeah. Um, and that's how the episode ended. Um, I also forgot the storyline with Lore and her family. Um, that's her name, right? Lore or Laura? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, her son had been acting kind of broody. She heard him and his father talk about some type of secret. That's just between them during this random blackout because of the, the woman who died, had a heart attack, crashed her car, knocked the power out. Right, right. Um, and then it comes to find out that this man is cheating on his wife again. Yeah. And he expected his son to, to keep the secret or whatnot. So,
0: right. That was sort of random, but maybe it, it'll, it'll come back. I don't know. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. All these loose ends have to tie into something because the other day, the, the other day, the other episode, the episode before this, when his son walked into the room and he saw the girls on the TV, it seemed like something more you know what i mean and maybe that girl he's
1: seen he saw with his dad
0: yes yeah, and that yeah that's what i'm thinking
1: yeah because she is an escort girl so he could just be seeing right escorts not necessarily a particular woman so that would make that's how that could type tie in right um right. but yeah so that's that's illusions um like i said I'm not sure where we're headed. Um, You got the priest who I believe never touched that girl, but now you have this bike and you're just looking more guilty. Um, You got the thing with Dylan and Jess rumbling. Right. And then Mayor having to sort of cope again with a loss of Zabel, just sort of what that means as that was almost like a, a door to happiness or a possible happiness right. for her.
0: Now it's gone. But what we do see though is that she gets her job back. She they the chief makes her like the head of that particular case. This is in the previews for next week. Right, right. Yeah. I
1: mean, I mean the lead is is gone and yeah. she sort of led led him to that discovery. So right. she's reinstated. Um and we also see Dylan chasing Jess in his car so yeah. either she's confessing to something or reached out to someone or something he he doesn't want her getting the information out
0: yeah and you, you always got to pay attention to small things and these shows in the last journal she burns she takes something out of right. it. we don't know what but it looked like a little card and she stared at it so um, I'm almost certain that's going to play a huge role definitely
1: definitely could be the paternity just or another secret something right right. of the
0: fact so we'll have to stay tuned and see but this show is on the level of the uh the whatchamacallit it's it's lighter than the what was it the outsider yeah yeah it's it's lighter than that that show was heavy Mm -hmm. but the suspense is kind of on the same level right right and we only have two episodes left. So
1: um, there'll be seven episodes of this limited series. And then moving to Pose, episode four, taking me to church. While the previous episode focused on Electra and her background, uh, Billy Porter takes center stage as Pray Tell as he receives um, drier news of his HIV diagnosis. And he must return home to inform his loved ones that he doesn't have much time to live mm-hmm. while he's home he runs into an old lover basically who has decided to live in the closet um despite his truth that you know pray tell already knows uh what did you think about this episode of pose
0: um was it, <laughs> weird i uh, I'd, I'd like to show so much but this was not a good episode same all right maybe maybe it just didn't fit in like it, this was weird and i also could not get out of my head that his name is prayerful like what the hell
1: yeah she said that i was like oh so <laughs> you want him to be gay with that yeah. name because you just don't name kids like delightful like it's just yeah, yeah.
0: um it it, it seemed. It seemed like a like a lazy filler episode. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah,
1: the way Electra's backstory felt connected to yeah to the series, this one felt like a backdoor pilot to some other yeah. show that, frankly, felt incredibly tropey and sort of like run the mill gays in church. Yeah. Like there was nothing new or refreshing in that no, plotline. Um, we did see some guest stars we had norm lewis that played reverend Renan jones you had jackie harry you had janet um oh what's her last name
0: from fresh prince uh shoot oh my god why is it i know who you're talking about yeah well well,
1: her Um, (laughs) and then you had Anna Marie Hartson, I think that's how you say yeah. her name, from Friday? I think so. Horsford, Anna Marie Horsford. So you had like sitcom legends yeah. in this episode. Um, but I just felt they did them a disservice. Yeah. Um, I learned Jack Hay was appearing in this series on Twitter, but that's the character?
0: Like, Yeah, it, it there's so many ways you could have used her. She's so good, and then you just yeah.
1: And I hated the way they sort of pigeon Janet in that stereo stereotypical like church aunt role right, right. in her from her clothes. It just it felt very yeah. I know yeah, it's I like a hit...
0: go ahead. I was gonna say you hit the nail on the head when you said it's very tropey. It's just kind of like thrown together. I'm, it, yeah
1: yeah it like we know we know this story it's happened to a lot of gay men in the church there mm-hmm. could have been something else like a fresh take I don't know it just felt very surface and then like the pastor wanting to come back like really
0: yeah like
1: no come no no like, that whole scene with him, them at dinner and the wife asking him, it just felt so unbelievably fantastical. Like, this is not real life.
0: Right, right, right. And the only thing I can think is that, and I didn't look at the, uh, the, the recording stopped on my, whatchamacallit, on the DVR, so I didn't see the trailer for next week. But maybe this was, maybe this was just a filler episode, and the next week is going to be something good, because... This would be the fifth one, right? Uh, Next week will be the fifth. This was the fourth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we only have three episodes left. Um, And I'm pretty sure next week it returns back to the present. What was it? Focus on Electra and Poppy and Angel are looking to get married. So, but yeah, um, (laughs) for all the previews and like revving us up for this episode, it just felt it felt a little flat. It didn't deliver the way I thought oh, it was going no. to. So I don't know. This is definitely a a somber way for them to go out. We already right are upset. It's a shorter season, and right now they're clicking on maybe. Episode three was excellent. Episode one and two
0: were kind of huh. yeah. So and I I think you can <coughs> kind of chalk up a fair amount of it too. Yeah. COVID and it being um you know getting in the way, but damn, so much of it just seems just seems rushed is the thing. Yeah, very rushed. Um, which maybe
1: I don't know they could have held out longer on the premiere or if they just wanted to to give viewers something. I don't know. It just felt yeah, right. felt rushed. That's the right word. So uh episode five of poses next week. Um Sunday at 10, and Mayor of Easttown episode six will be Sunday at 10 as well. We'll now get into a future presentation where we're discussing the part one finale of The Nevers. We'll be uh, discussing about episode five and six, hanged and true, Mm -hmm. um, respectively. Uh, so hanged is basically the crew attempts to save malady from the public execution and with true we get the backstory to amelia true and um are revealed to okay i can't talk <laughs> we get the identity of amelia true along with the touches real mission as you know the narrative sort of expands out of nowhere right exactly uh so first um just overall what are your
0: thoughts on both of these episodes okay so for hanged i i enjoyed it i thought it was a really good episode oh well we're going to talk about anyways but i'm glad she didn't die because Mm -hmm. i don't know her character is so good yeah and uh, i i like melody's character and it would have been kind of like weird if she were to be dead and that's it and be like okay but um no, it's good, and it was nice to see somebody stand up to Amalia too. With uh, oh God, I can't think of her name. Um, Penance. Yes, yeah, the one that creates everything. She kind of, you know, she had something she wanted to do, and she was like, "Well, we're mm-hmm. going to try to do my idea." So, um, I really liked that, and um, yeah, that was the the first episode was really good. The second one, the one that just came on, I. I did not know what the hell was going on until it was nearly over. I was exactly. so confused. I was like, maybe I didn't have time to watch it again. I just didn't want to. But I was like, the the, f- the first chapter was supposed to set stuff up, but I, I still did not grasp it. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah, I
1: really, like you said, I really enjoyed Hang. I love that bit of action we were getting from the other Touch members as we rarely right. see them sort of outside of the orphanage right exactly. um but yeah that episode six for the first 15 minutes i kept like moving my remote to make sure i was watching the nevers because i was so right, right. so confused as to what was happening what they were talking about um
0: it was so out of left field like just just wait like you can't just drop people into that yeah
1: yeah um so just uh to get to sort of uh spoilers here with hanged uh, like we said they're trying to save malady from public execution we basically have two camps of thought here penance despite you know the crime she's alleged of committing penance wants to save malady because she's one of them true feels like that's not part of her mission and she wants to instead. Um, investigate what is in the dark or whatever yeah. from the message yeah um, so basically you they each took a vote and the members just decided which mission they were going on so with penance you had i'm not, not gonna remember everyone's name but you had harriet uh the person with the ice mm-hmm. um the strong girl yeah <laughs> I How to describe her and then one of the best powers is the woman with like the truth yeah yeah like human truth serum basically um and they all sort of arrange um to save malady in this uh low-key scheme and all the while malady has planned sort of this her execution as sort of like a public spectacle yeah um which i i totally got was not expecting one, and then two. Once it started, I I was just like, oh, right,
0: yeah, when she, brilliant,
1: it it was insane. Yes, yeah, so, um, of course, they're attempting to save her when they realize that um, she doesn't want to be saved, and right. she pulls the lever herself. She's hanged, and then they realize that that one guy, her henchman, has set up. An electrical current from underneath the ground at the fence, all the spectators were standing behind, yeah. and the deck that Lord Masson and the dignitaries were sitting at, and it literally electrocutes them.
0: Yeah. And it, um, it was what was great about that is that the, the tent was not like out. Wasn't somewhere that was hidden, it was literally right next to where they were doing the hanging. So, like right, nobody, nobody decided to look in there. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just run
1: the mill like, right. this is the hanging, and this is whoever that was supposed to be. It was an inside job. Mm-hmm. So, the electrocution causes this chaos, riot, stampede. Mm-hmm. Um, and poor Harry almost lost her life. First, I thought they were gonna kill her off, I said, Don't, don't yeah. do it. Um, but yeah, she literally got stomped on as people were running um from the center square as panic ensued. And um we see Frank, Detective Frank Mundy, piece together something I was not paying attention to, that Malady is actually um the journalist, female journalist. Ed Yeah Effie whoever. I think it's Effie Boyle. Yes. Yeah. And I think her power is actually to infect others, because that what a malady is, is an infection. is a virus, yeah. Yeah. which makes perfect sense. Um, So yes, Frank puts it together that, you know, this journalist knew so much about the first victim and the coat. And he remembers when he apprehended malady that, I don't know how he knew this, but she just had someone else posing as her. Yeah, just didn't look the same, I
0: guess. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and um, so he hanged one of, I guess, her deranged followers. I guess. Yeah. Um, and you know, near the end of the episode, you see the actual Malady walk away from the carnage, just laughing her head off because she she's one on one over them again.
0: Yeah. And what was crazy about that reveal was that since we've seen the the actress in makeup the whole time i had no clue what she actually looked like exactly so when she was around the whole episode it didn't even click to me that this this isn't that's malady cuz shit i was when she took her hair down and took it off i was like oh my god that's what she looks like, like <laughs> right right
1: it's it's crazy i that was one of the biggest reveals i'm glad right. we received cuz i was not expecting that I, I thought remember. they would save her and she'd come to the orphanage and they'd have to wrestle to see how to get their her on their side or something. But right, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, and then with true, basically we get. I realized this at the end of the episode. We got the the sort of the same day, but from Amalia's perspective. Yeah, as her and Augie and Horatio and Brimstone went to fight whoever down there below the ground yeah um but we open with chapter one stripe as these i don't know what you call them armed militant missionaries are in some bunker looking for something they keep referencing the yeah. yes that he's supposed to say or it's supposed to save them and you know they stumble upon you know these bodies um, that were tortured and left and then all hell breaks loose when one of them i guess betrays them everyone winds up dead (laughs) like it was just
0: yeah yeah it was so much it made no sense it was just a lot and i guess we should mention that it seemed like it was in a different time like this seemed very futuristic.
1: Yes, way in the future. Like
0: yeah,
1: like LED holographic scanners and right, it was, everything. And, and it seems like the world might be under disarray. And right, yeah. So then, chapter two go is Molly, and we see Amalia True, who actually was actually a woman named Molly who worked in a baker shop mm-hmm. um, she had like this crush on this sort of dignitary gentleman um, but some reason she doesn't
0: right.
1: you know sort um, of
0: yeah.
1: investigate his curiosity with her or even the ink of that and says she marries the bump on the log that owns the bakery mm-hmm. and he's horror to her and she just lives this life of mediocrity Um, And it was really sad.
0: Um, Yeah, because she just, I mean, he died. And then um, she was kind of left to deal with her failing health. And then um, uh, his mother, who was ill as well. Yeah,
1: apparently he died of whatever she had, which I don't know what it was. Um, But yeah, every day she walked that alley path to, to get funds for food she made because the woman basically lays her off so her daughter can work there. It's like six. Um, So eventually one day instead of making the left to the bakery, she makes a right where we started the episode actually and she jumps into the water to the sea basically to her, her death and that is when three years ago the apparatus appeared in the sky and that's when everyone received a touch and she you know comes to you know she doesn't die and she's instead placed into the asylum where she meets sarah who is actually Molly now yeah and we see where their relationship began and how um whatever whatever spore landed in molly it was also this um, this striped woman from the, past, yeah. from the future. I don't know how that's supposed to work. I guess her her existence carried over to the past. I guess to the portal, maybe.
0: Yeah, I guess because we see that woman kind of get embraced by the blue thing when she dies, and so, I, yeah, I, that's that's it. That's all I can think of.
1: Yeah, because um yeah, then from then on she's Amalia True and I noticed that they both had like the finger uh tick or whatever. Right. Um, and you know, this is when she first discovers that she can like be in the future or have the future glimpses. We right. see her meet Horatio. Um and then we see her how she portrayed Sarah. Um, how basically she sort of discounted Sarah's witnessing of the blue thing to sort of get out herself, right, and left Sarah there to sort of, um, sort of struggle in the, in the asylum asylum herself. So, right, um, yeah, and then we get to the present where she's down pillaging with the creatures whatever they are um i'm not exactly sure i mean of course they were trying to find who their villain is but i guess they never found out no no so we we see them reunite again as they did at that last the previous episode um so yeah it i think they just took a a scenic route to (laughs) To show what happened on her journey to under under the ground, but yeah, it
0: it was just it was so abrupt the way they dropped you into it. It's kind of like wait a second, like what?
1: Yeah, so we're supposed to believe that their actual mission is you no know, a lifetime war against whatever for the Galithian, yeah. Mm, and we don't know why they're the nevers like do they live forever like what
0: right. yeah I, th- there's there's too many answers that i, I have a hard time believing are going to be wrapped up in this next half of this finale
1: yeah yeah um so which brings me to my next question what are your predictions for part two do
0: we have any <laughs> at all <laughs> i think it ends on a cliffhanger i think um I was, obviously I don't think Malady is going to join them. And I think it is going to be like a war between Malady True and her gang and then you know the the people. Like I just right. think matters are going to get worse. I don't think anything's going to be summed up.
1: Right, right. Um can we definitely didn't learn any more about Bidlow or Dennis O'Hara's character, like their true motivations.
0: I, yeah, I think yeah.
1: they're aware of whatever the ship is, but we, I mean, there's still a lot unanswered. Right. So, um I guess we'll get part two sometime in the fall. I don't know. I have no
0: clue. This is this is this is one of the weirdest hours of television I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so we will await
1: news on the second half of HBO's endeavors eventually. right. All right, where are you streaming for the weekend?
0: Uh, let's see. Um, I have hacks on here that just came on HBO last Thursday, I think, and that's with the uh, Jean Smart um, and I, in it, I think she's a comedian that's like mm-hmm. a kind of an old comedian, I suppose, that's trying to get back into it or trying to stay relevant. So i um, gonna check that out. She's funny, as we've seen in Mary of Easttown. But then I'm um, also gonna check out The Upshows, which you keep talking about and I've seen stuff about and heard nothing but good things. So uh, I'll give that a go.
1: All righty. For me, um, I want to catch Underground Railroad. I miss it this weekend. Mm. I've heard nothing but great things and then sunday is sort of like a all-time blitz for new shows um yeah. we've got the Uzo Aduba, uh revival of HBO's In Treatment yeah and then at showtime we have both The Shy and Black Monday returning so yeah there's a whole bunch a whole bunch on sundays i can't i can't handle it um uh, i also forgot to mention streams of the week um i finished City on the Hill season two okay. wrapped up. Um, as of now, it has not been renewed, so I don't know the fate. The way season two ended, it could be, you know, either a season or series finale. So um, hopefully, it gets renewed because it's a good story, but we'll see. Cool. Thank you for listening to it's a streamable life podcast with Brandon and Lauren. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and subscribe, share, and review our on- Review our pack, our podcast on your platform of choice, and if you want more, follow on social at AS Life podcast and visit our website streamablelife.wordpress.com. Next week, we're going to review the many changes to the television landscape as we recap uh, this week's moments of network upfronts. There's a lot to get through, um, including new shows and just new companies in general. So, until next time. Keep on streaming.
0: Peace. Thank you for listening
1: to another edition of It's a Streamable Life. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple Podcasts and all other major platforms. And for more content, follow us on our socials at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Tumblr at AS Life Podcast.